Here we go, kids. Let's see if I can get this music going. Here we go. Tax the rich, feed the poor, tell there are no rich no There we go with Alvin Lee and 10 years after starting us off again. I'll get this volume cut down just a little bit. It's the uh, Thursday edition here, May the 5th of 22. Uh, Radio Ranch, Roger Sales, Euro Folk Radio Network platform. Happy to be here. Got a bunch of good guys and girls here on the board already wanting to get into this the meat of the uh, meat of the subject here today so everybody doing all right had a nice uh, short brief conversation with lewis here our friend lewis from boston and part of the boston contingent up there they're not there's not a lot of them but they're really really strong okay and they're happy to have lewis back i'm sure uh so uh that'll glad to have you back up there lewis and you're you're a little it's a little easier for you to be involved in the program now i guess now that you're kind back home everything was all right when you got back lewis you there yeah Yeah, i'm here roger yeah you know it's just uh settling in so yeah i'm i'm back and yeah things are fine here okay i know skip was kept telling me he he goes over and checks out your house and stuff all the time yeah he does yeah he's a great guy okay good deal thanks for me now you had a situation with the bank up there before you left where they uh, came and closed your account because you wouldn't wear a mask in there this long-term relationship you've had with this bank uh and i know you told me in an email because we've communicated a couple of times while you've been in the great state of florida that uh you had spoken with mr winters did you get a chance to have any any progress on that situation I spoke with Brent, and um, <clears throat> yeah, I didn't. I didn't have any much success with it as far as uh, what he said. But uh, I'm not done with them, so okay. uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna continue down that rabbit hole okay. with them. Yeah, I am. Good, good. I'm glad to hear that. Hold their feet to the fire if we can. You know, you get these isolated incidents like that, and you're, you know, here here's the don't fight city hall thing again, and the big bank that all the money and all the power, but. Uh, these people, you know, we've seen other folks around the country hold different businesses and stuff to account on what they've done in this last couple of years with all this insanity and uh, lack of law, lack of lawfulness and all the things we've experienced here. And uh, so good. Uh, keep us in the loop on that. Uh, Lewis. I'm going to take them to small claims court myself. Good for you. Yeah. Pro bono. Uh, that's, yeah, you know, then they- that's good then experience. Have to hire an, an attorney. You well, see, though they got, and then we'll take it from there. Well, they got stuff on staff they'll probably use, but they might have to go outside. But it's really, if nothing else, it's really good experience for you if you don't mind that sort of thing. You know, uh, small claims court is not that intimidating. It's not like going into you know larger stuff where you got more protocol and more uh, uh, procedure and stuff, and they give you a little leeway at small claims court because there's a lot of people like yourself pro se in there. Lewis, have you checked on? You may want to look at anybody else also if you get into this kind of mode, mindset, or situation Lewis is in. There's a real good resource on 
uh, on pro se stuff. Uh, you may have heard me talk about it before. I've had a couple of people request. They say, you were talking about this, something, something litigating, and I couldn't place it for a while. And then uh, I forget who it was. Maybe Nastasha came on and said, this is NOLO. So this is an organization out of the university. Believe this or not, Lewis and audience, uh, it's an organization out of the University of California at Berkeley. Okay. Not exactly your conservative bastion of strength, okay? Uh, and they've got some sort of, I'm not sure the affiliation, but they've got a, a website I know, and it's called NOLO, N-O-L-O, NOLO Press. And NOLO Press puts out really, really good how-to law books, how to file bankruptcy, how to file for divorce if it's uncontested, how to do this and do that. And I'll bet you they've got some uh, books on small claims court, and you may want to uh, look at that as you proceed down there, Lewis, give you a few tips. Yeah, that's great advice, uh, Roger. I, I'm not a stranger to uh, small claims. I've sued Home Depot twice and won. Really? Times. Yep, yep. Wow, well, good for you. Uh, well, you know, it's kind of nice when you go in there and assert yourself and get through that maze and walk out, especially with a couple of victories. Good for you, man. That builds your confidence, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, they were in the wrong, and uh, then they paid for it. You know? Oh, good. So that's, okay. that's how it worked. Well, yeah, it's great, right. actually. Good. Good for you. Uh, so I got a good announcement for you guys. Paul, are you with us this morning? I bet he is. Paul, you on the board somewhere, man? Paul Beaner? Okay, he's not with us today. Uh, Paul was with us yesterday. He's somebody we trolled up uh, out of the uh, Sarah Westall uh, appearance. And uh, Paul has a radio network and a show and stuff. I'm going to be on there eventually with him. Uh, he's kind of up in your area, Lewis. He's up in upper New York, not too far, but in that general area of the country. Um, and uh, Paul got uh, uh, his outfit and got a website set up last night for all this information. So uh, he got the Sarah Westall burden off of my shoulders, uh, which is fantastic. And I'm going to give you the website. Now we can all use it, okay? And it's thematrixdocs.com. Thematrixdocs.com dot com it's got the things that i've been sending out in this package those interviews you know one with tom d one with deanna spingola one with uh, brent and thumper one with thumper and his bunch i had the tax uh, the tax presentations in there and some other stuff and then i had another uh, package that i would send to people i was going to do interviews with uh that i put together mainly for jim white um uh, with just different stuff, Downs v. Bidwell on it, the excerpt from Wikipedia on the Citizenship of the United States page. Uh, I forgot what all else is in there, several other things. And I sent him that, and he put that up there. And then after we got that all done, uh, Gary and Gina are, you know, a great a great couple out in Flathead County, Montana, that have done so much damage out there. Uh, and Gina had taken time and took the How to Escape the Matrix docs and turned it into a powerpoint presentation and they sent me that again last night and i flipped it up to paul and he put that on there too so there's a lot of resources for you guys to use pass around you're talking to people you don't have to fumble what to get them we got one website with all that information up there and go use it okay 
Um, so that is going to be a tremendous tool. And even though Paul, I'd like to thank Paul here publicly, personally in front of all you guys, but I sure do thank him for what he did. Uh, and it's not anything fancy. It's just the information up there cold. You know, I don't like all that fancy crap. I want something just basic. Okay. So, uh, anyway, that's a, a nice step in the, uh, in the right direction. And, um, so we're making some incremental progress, you know, uh, any of the, any of the newer people we had, Greg and Paul were on yesterday. Some of the new folks we've gotten out of Sarah, uh, Sarah's appearance there. And is there anybody else that's found us? I know there's always, everybody's always got questions. Okay. And I understand that totally. And, and that we want to deal with them. And I got two ways that I deal with the questions to encourage you to come on here on the radio show get let the cat let go of your tongue don't be scared come on here and ask your questions and the reason for that is because i can't do this one-on-one with everybody i can't sit here for 45 okay hello hello is somebody in the tub are they in the toilet or what is that james I don't know. Whoever's James, got James, your mic, is off. your mic is off. Could you please hit the mute button? Can somebody mute him, please? Sorry, got it. Okay, thank you. Um, now, where where the hell was I? Um, somebody help me where we were. Uh, Hey, Roger. Yes. I was going to say, anybody, was Greg and them, any of you new folks from Sarah that have questions, let the cat get go, let go of your tongue and come on and let's have them. Yes, who was, uh, hey, Roger. It's Jason from North Carolina. Hey, Jason, nice to hear from you, man. You're one of the people that uh, responded or ta- I emailed with. Yeah. Um, I had a quick question about the materials you sent out. Um, okay. Because I know you copyright notice in your book. Um, is anything else copyrighted or is it all I've not I've not copyrighted anything. I think somebody did copyright the book. Uh I had some people that were uh, you know, I won't work with you unless you got it copyrighted. You know, look, man, I'm not trying to, st- I'm not I'm gonna try and sue anybody for using this. I'm not gonna I want the information out. I don't want any restrictions on it. I mean, you know? Right, the, I get it. Yeah, I mean people people understand that, right? <laughs> I'm not trying to make money off this. It's not proprietary. I want it out there. So that's why I never went to the trouble to copyright anything, Jason. All right. Appreciate it. Thank All right. You. Okay. Uh, and, Jason, you were the guy whose uh, girlfriend wife left with the new baby, right? Went to Minnesota or someplace? Yeah, correct. She went back home. I'm sure sorry to hear that. No progress there, I'm assuming, right? Uh, I Um, and we haven't had the first court appearance yet. Um, but the main thing that I'm trying to navigate is, uh, you know, I've, I'm declaring or I have declared my national status. And I don't know if I'm going to get into any hot water trying to navigate like these two different jurisdictions, so to speak. Well, it's not going to have any effect on this. Because all this happened before you file the paperwork. You can't ex post facto this status stuff. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, I get what you're saying, but I don't know what you're putting in chronological order. What you're putting first? Well, she, you, you, you guys had the baby, and she left before you filed the paperwork. 
No, I had filed. I had changed, declared my status. Yeah. Last year. Okay. Yeah. Oh, before, all right. Well, then they. Oh, well, maybe it may be a little bit different story. Of course, she didn't agree with you, right? Doesn't sound like you two are in much of an agreeable situation. Not so much. She kind of hung on the fence. Um, she has she has people in her life that have done significant research, you know, that are older and have, have tried fighting the IRS and stuff. Right. But haven't really found the nexus, as you call it. And then she has a friend who's an attorney that's her age, and she's got family stuff that are they're influencing her, mm-hmm. and they don't know what they're talking about. They're as usual. Different. They're just doing what they've been socially conditioned to do. Well, you know, we got a little gal out in California who's a naturalized, I think she's Thai, Alina, I believe is, uh, Anita, excuse me, is Thai, I believe. She's naturalized and and, and has a child here, had a little, uh, some type of a business, health business, massage business, something like that out there. And she's got a friend, I don't know what what capacity that friend is in, but it's a a male, obviously, and he's, well, hopefully anyway, uh, it's a male and he's been an immigration attorney for 31 years, Jason. And she's showing him this stuff and he's going, they're going to deport you. They're going to deport you if you do that. And so they'd get in these big discussions about it. And she, here she is, a Thai girl, you know, and over here naturalized. She doesn't know all this background and as fluent as we are in the society and whatnot. And here's this immigration attorney for the 31 years giving her this bad advice because he doesn't know what he's talking about. And so she kept coming to me, you know, with it. And I sent her the uh, certificate of non-citizen nationality and said, well, show these first 10 words to him and see what he thinks about it. You know, all U.S. citizens are U.S. nationals. And so after that, I didn't hear from her for a while. I said, uh, I said well, what what'd your attorney say? She said he doesn't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> so hey, there you go, hello? right? Hello. Hey. Hi. Hi. How are you? Um, I'm good. How about yourself? I'm good. You sound bright good. and cheery this morning. Oh, I try. I'm, I'm happy I'm alive. So good. that's all I can ask for. Okay. Uh, well, it's very interesting that you brought that up because I'm also a Thai-born um, naturalized citizen. Oh, good. Are so, you in California, too? I am not. I'm in the worst state of all, Uh-oh. Cheese, cheese territory. Uh-oh, you're up in Wisconsin. Likes to grow everybody. Are you in Wisconsin? Yeah. Oh, you are. Well, John, here yeah. you got somebody else up in Wisconsin there, oh, bud. Oh, Awesome. Well, I need I need help here in Wisconsin because <laughs> well, <here>. Wisconsin <laughs> is, is full of... I'm sorry, excuse my language, it's full of garbage. But um, uh, I'm very interested in that, too, because I'm also, when I came to the States, my parents became U.S. citizens. Right. And I came to the state as a refugee. Okay. So they became citizen, and I became a citizen because they got their citizenship. Yeah, you were under their umbrella as a minor. Yeah, so now um, I've been studying all this, and, and thank you to... Will, who's brought me to this group, um, but I'm also interested in learning more about that, too. So I'm just uh, glad that you brought that up. Okay. Um, I'm here because I wanted to ask that same question. How can I be a U.S. national um, or, you know, and renounce my citizenship? Hold on. Hold on. You're not you're not renouncing no, anything. I'm not. No. OK. You're so, switching from one to switching. the other. Okay, you're changing. Okay. All right. Uh, you're. Let me. Let's go back to the basics here. What's your name, please? 
My name is Kay. Hey, Kay, K-A-Y? Yes. Hi, yes. Kay. Uh, nice Hi. to meet you. Glad you called Very in. Nice Glad to you meet found you us. Too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, how familiar are you with the stuff I put out? Um, I, I'm pretty familiar. Okay, I've been good. Uh, doing a lot of research, and Will has been helping me, too. So, okay, but, fantastic. Uh, I still have a lot to learn. So oh, well, we all do. Listen, I'm still learning. I've yeah. been immersed in it for 30 years. So, you know, as I say, it's not an event. <laughs> it's a process. Okay, and, mm-hmm. and you're good. The event is you cross paths with us. The process is you start putting all these things together and learning how they work and operate together. And it may last the rest of your life. I don't know what your age is, but it, it, it's with us that are older in the tooth. I guarantee you, because like I said, I'm st- I've been messing with this. I'm totally immersed for thirty years almost. Oh, about okay. to start my thirtieth year, and I still get. It's not as often anymore, obviously, but I still get these moments where I go, oh, "I'll be." dead gum that's why that works that way okay and so it's they have got a very 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 complex scheme here and on top of that the conditioning that they've done in our minds with these opposite definitions and what you've got to do is go in there and untie those knots and when you untie those knots or assign i guess that's a, a euphemism for assigning the right definition to the right word in your subconscious when that happens every time you get that definition aligned and you're subconscious and your conscious are working on the same definition you get a slice of reality back okay i mean when we're going around using the word money give me money it's not money money's gold and silver this is currency it's debt so you got to go back to even that basic a thing and start utilizing the right words because when you use the right words that brings you into consciousness it also by the way freaks out the people you're talking with much of the time because they're still conditioned to the old definition okay and so you go in and you're almost forcing this in front of their face just by using a correct definition to a confused word so there's all kinds of little tricks here it takes a while you're not going to get it overnight uh it's a process and just hang with it because it's worth it your personal empowerment your freedom to me i mean and i'm assuming Mm -hmm. to you is Mm -hmm. worth it Kay. okay so are you familiar with this document that uh that we uh, found the policy document from the state department on their website uh, titled a certificate of non-citizen nationality have you heard us talk about that or have you come on that in your studies no, okay. I have it's super important. To this. Okay, okay. Well, this is super okay. important. Okay, mm-hmm. probably the most important document almost I've ever found in doing this because it's one of the few times I've ever heard to some bitches be honest. Okay, <laughs> and so what you want to do is you want to go to the State Department website, travel.state.gov, travel.state.gov, mm-hmm. and when that website comes up. In the search field up there at the top right, you want to type in Certificate of Non-Citizen Nationality. Certificate of Non-Citizen Nationality. A number of options will come up. Just pick the first one. Um, Now, that is a policy document from the State Department. And the policy has to do with American Samoans. Are you familiar with the difference in American Samoans and regular national? Okay, see. I am not. Okay, well we're gonna give you a lot of basics here. The some of the links they've gone to here, Kay, to try and hide this, okay? They changed the label from a state citizen to a national. 
All right. Now then they set up another group in front of that that are also titled nationals, but they're called non-citizen nationals. And they are only from American Samoa, little island down there in the South Pacific, next to Samoa, and then there's American Samoa. And another little bitty, looks like Gilligan's Island on the pictures I've seen of it, called Swain's Island. Looks like a great place to live, okay? Swain's Island. Eat coconuts all day, you know? And so uh, those are the only two people where they're born that they classified and qualify as these non-citizen nationals. Now, why is there, are they non-citizen nationals, which is what we want to be, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they're non-citizen nationals because when they're born on their islands, they don't have 14th Amendment citizenship. They only allow them to keep their national heritage and customs, and so they basically have God-given rights. So they're nationals. But they can't be citizens or not citizens at birth, and they have to naturalize to get that position, that status. Now, it's got some of them riled up because they are in the U.S. system, their territory, but they're the only unincorporated territory in the system. And they think that they should be birthright citizens, too, like everybody else, so that they can get all the goodies. Because then when you get a lot of goodies, you've got to be citizens of the United States, okay? And so that's, they've taken a couple of cases to court uh, in the last number of years. Uh, the, one of them didn't get to the Supreme Court. It went through Washington, D.C., the first one. They wouldn't hear it. And the other one just got turned down at the Tenth Circuit in Denver, the appellate level that came out of Salt Lake City, because there's a lot of American Samoans in Utah. Evidently, the Mormons have done a real good job down there. Okay, A lot of them want to go to Utah, and they get up to Utah. They're, they're nationals. But they're not citizens, so they have restrictions. They can only hold jobs up to a certain level. If they go in the military, they can't be officers. And there's restrictions, and they don't think they ought to be there. Okay, and so, but every time they try and get a, go to court and get a remedy, the courts turn them down because if they ever heard and really ruled on this, it'd blow the whole scheme wide open because they're using these people to hide the other status. Okay, now that, I'm just giving you some background here, and I know it's sketchy, and I'm just pouring it out to you. Okay, so on that document, what they're doing is they're talking to the American Samoans, and they're setting up the lie that these people are in this situation I just described to you. But to do that, they've got to tell the truth, and that ten words is the most truthful I've ever seen. These slaving bastards. Okay. So don't think it's out of the generousness of their heart or their goodness. It's because they're setting up the lie, okay? Mm -hmm. So on the third paragraph, the very first ten words say, the INA is the Immigration and Naturalization Act, okay? Okay. So it says, according to the INA, all U.S. citizens are U.S. nationals. So they're the same. You've got a dual political status. They've just never told you about it. Okay? And that's why they don't ask you, are you a citizen of the United States or a national? Because they've got dual statuses. They've got you in this presumption situation, either from your naturalization, because you volunteered into these civil rights under the 14th Mm -hmm. Amendment. Okay? You didn't do it. You were young, but your parents did, and you came, rode along on their coattails. Okay. But they don't want to come in and tell you you've got this other equal status that you can real easily switch over to. So you're not expatriating 
you're mm-hmm. switching statuses that are both legitimate and equal inside the system. So could you do that through a passport change? Because yep. like I'm ready to go back and renew my yep. passport. Yep. yep, what you do um, and what we suggest here, yes, that's one of the ways. That's how I found this when I was okay. leaving the country to go to Argentina. I live in Ecuador now. And uh, okay. I've been, I knew this stuff, see, and I'd been looking at it for 15 years and trying to figure it out. But what I didn't had not come to the realization of at that point was now what I can see very plainly is what they're doing is they take this U.S. national. It used to be a state citizen. Now it's a national. Over here in this other thing, it's called a territorial citizen. Over here in the IRS code, it's called a non-resident alien. Over here in the, in, in the oath on the passport, it's called a non-citizen national. Well, which the hell is it? See, that's the dilemma I had until I opened up and got a passport application and saw the answer I'd been looking for for 15 years on the top of the first page, which is a warning box. Warning. If you've seen, they they refer to these as warning box labels, usually in the drug, prescription drug area, because they'll put these warnings on drugs, you know, don't take it with milk or whatever it is, you know. But it's big capital letters that says warning. And on the drugs, they have it as a black rectangle box around the statement. That's why they call it a black box warning. Well, what they did was take that very same principle and stuck it into the passport instructions. And so in the instructions, and they move it around a little bit, okay, I think it's on page, top of page two on one of them I saw recently. On the one I saw, it was at the top of page one. And it says, warning, you can attach documentation, comma, including affidavits, but you better not lie or we're going to hit you with these seven or eight sections of the United States Code. Well, they don't tell you what you can attach them for. They just tell you you can attach them. But I knew it was the feudal system already. I understood this voluntary nature of it. And I'd had communications with the Florida Secretary of State about getting me a letter saying I was a Florida state citizen. And he wrote me back and he said, well, I can't do that, bud, because the Secretary of State of the United States has final authority over all matters concerning citizenship. But I got that letter very early on when I was real green in this, and I didn't know enough to place it in its proper perspective of importance. But when I saw at that passport application, Secretary of State passport application at the very top, it came back to me, that sentence, which 15 years earlier had embedded in my subconscious, believe it or not. This is the, to me, this is the, the big guy at work here. Okay, and so because that's happened several times in different areas here. So anyway, right there at the top, Secretary of State passport application, and then right at the top of the first page is that warning box. I said, well, I, damn, it's right here. You know, I already knew about affidavits. We'd file those 15 years ago. We just didn't know to file it with the Secretary of State. We filed it with the IRS. If we'd have known that one little piece of information 30 years ago, this may be a different world we're living in today. But we didn't. Okay, so anyway, that's uh, uh, that document is very, very important. All right. And so I'm going to plant that with you and I'm going to show you I used it to show you that you've got co-equal statuses. Okay. Okay. so and that's why they that's why they have to recognize this because they fraudulently have not told you this, have they? Anybody ever tell you you got two political statuses? No, no. Anybody ever ask if you're a U.S. national? No. 
Well, that's non-disclosure. That's not full disclosure. That's fraudulent on their part, isn't it? Of course it is. Mm-hmm. And that's why that's just the top of the fraud, man. You can dig deep underneath mm-hmm. it, just layer after layer after layer. But mm-hmm. this is why they recognize this. Because fraud, mm-hmm. you're in a contract even though you don't recognize it. Okay, And fraud vitiates, that means it, it, it negates any contract from the beginning. So no matter what has happened, if there's fraud involved, when you discover it and you apply that to the situation, it, it negates everything that's happened from the beginning. That's why they got to recognize this. They've got two choices. When you submit this declaration, they can either recognize it or they can take the mask off and be an open tyrant. And those are their only two choices. And so is there like a specific template for the declaration or no? Well, I, we've got suggestions down at the bottom. See down there at the very, have you got that page up that we just discussed on your computer? If you do, I can just take you right to the very bottom of the page. And there's a paragraph there. And there's one sentence in quotes at the end of that sentence. And that literally is all you have to send them. Can you, can you see that? You know what I'm talking about there? I can um, I can recite it, but if you if you see it and read it, I'd I'd like for you to read it. It's right at the very very last thing on the bottom of the page. On the do- on that document. Um, yes, yes, and there's it says I, and then there's a space for your name, K. K the immigrant. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I K from I, I Wisconsin. I apologize because I don't know the website. That oh, that's okay. Well, all right. Well, that's okay. Yeah. And I, I, I just gave that out just so mm-hmm. for your and others' information mm-hmm. to let you know I'm not pulling this stuff out of my sphincter muscle. Okay. I mean, that's this right. is their document. All right. And so mm-hmm. at the bottom of the page, there's a paragraph, and I say there's fluff in the paragraph because it's going, well, if you're a person that's going to reach 18 and you're in the Northern Mariana Island, you can go before a judge uh, before your 18th birthday or so long after your 18th birthday and make this declaration and you're a national and what it says is one of our good students alan found it for us and it says i k from wisconsin do solemnly swear my desire intent whatever it is Murr always corrects me anyway i get don't have the verbiage right in front of me or my express intent to be a national and not a citizen of the united states that's all you got to tell them Oh, so then I file that with my passport? No, you you do two things. What we're suggesting, Kay, because of recent okay. events, I won't go into the story again, mm-hmm. but the first okay. thing that we suggest people do is to take that affidavit, go get it notarized in whatever form you you want to put it, you know. Um, you want to make that. I've got it doctored up a little bit with a little more flowery language in it. All, all these things work, okay? And you go get it notarized. That's best, although you could just send it in as a declaration, okay? And with a very short and and to-the-point cover letter, and you send it to the Secretary of State, to the Administrative, excuse me, Administrative Records Department. And they are required by law, because this is your choice, not theirs, put that in what's called your administrative file, Everybody has an administrative file because the administrative state is a court of record. And this administrative file that's assigned to you as an individual is your court of record. And anything you send them and anything they send you or that you respond to that they've sent you has to go in that administrative file. Okay, So what you're asking them to do is you're sending it to them and saying, please place this in my administrative file. 
Okay, now, should anything ever happen to you that you cross swords with these folks and you get in some sort of an official situation, because that paperwork is in the possession of the Secretary of State in your administrative file, you can bring that into any proceeding and it bypasses any of the obstacles they can put up to stop it. Okay, and they don't want this information out because they can't do anything about it except declare that they're tyrants. Because if they tell you what you are, they're tyrants. Mm -hmm. But if you tell them what you are, not knowing the way they've rigged this system up, well, Kay ought to know what she is, shouldn't she? Ignorance of the law is no excuse. Well, that's the game they're playing here. Okay, so what you're going to do, I hope, if you want to follow through on this, get yourself an affidavit. And if you will help you, very simple on this cover letter stuff, very simple. Like, here, please find the enclosed citizenship evidence affidavit. Please play. It's on file with the Secretary of State of the United States, which they know he's the head guy. Okay, you're putting that in your cover letter. Please place this firmly and permanently in my administrative file. I mean, that's all you got to say. Okay. There's no flowery language. I had a guy send me an email this morning, and he's got five affidavits on there. They're all two two plus pages long, and it's all this stuff of living man stuff and birth certificate stuff and this that and the other. And he's wanting me to read over five different affidavits, you know, ten plus pages of stuff. And uh, and I just wrote him back. I said, look, I don't I don't know anything about living man. Okay. I, I can't help you with this because I don't understand those concepts. I thought you I were, were you were a serf before. Were you not living then? In your, you are living now. See, this is all these people, and I'm not dissing this guy, okay, or anybody else. I know people are looking for answers. People cross your path like Anna Von Wrights and David Strait and all, all these other people. So, you know, this guy, I, I, don't, I don't know all these people. I have no idea who they are or what they're teaching. But I do know <laughs> that every patriot researcher I've come across in 29 years doesn't know enough about the basics of real law to be able to blow their nose. They can't even answer critical questions about key legal concepts. And here they are going around the country and teaching people all this stuff. And then what happens is they come to me with all this, and i got to unload their mind of all this crap people have loaded them up with. And that's why I wrote him back. I said, I can't help you because I don't understand this. This is not my teachings. Okay. I don't understand how you're a living man now and you weren't a living man there before. Now I understand where that's coming from. And that's coming from all capital letters and people saying that that means you're dead. And so you're a dead man and now you're a living man. Okay. Well, that is not. You were a slave in voluntary servitude and now you're not. You weren't. You were living in both instances. So the, these are the things that I have to fight and that get challenging and aggravating for me. Uh, but I understand that this, uh, these people are doing, I think, most instances the best they can. They're relying and running and teaching the best that they've been able to conclude. It's just that this plan is so brilliantly hidden mm-hmm. that people have – hell, nobody still knows it's the feudal system but me. I'm the only one out there teaching it. They're teaching admiralty law and maritime law and all this all this garbage. Well, it ain't none of that. It's merchant law. You know, the Bible is replete with the term the merchants of the earth. You think the merchants of the earth use admiralty law? They use merchant law. Okay? So the and, and I can prove it because of the remedies. The remedies are they're called self-help remedies, okay? We know them as lien, levy, garnishment and seizure. Those aren't in mer- 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 mercantile merchant law. I mean, maritime mer- uh, law. They're not in admiralty law. They're only in the merchant law. Well, those are the mm-hmm. remedies they're using. What system of law you think we're fighting? Duh. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. But okay. I've just had a lot of advantages because of my law teacher. Is that Kay? No, this is Murr. Oh, well, Murr. Hey, sweetie. Kay. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Hi. Are you in the uh, Hi. Are you in the chat room on the Jitsi board? Uh yeah, I am. I see I a am, KY. So. A KYY. Are you KYY? Yes, I am. Okay. Well, that sentence uh Roger was telling you is in there if you want to read it. Uh, I think you might have to scroll back just a little bit, or I can can repost. It. Okay. Uh, well, the the point yeah, is, is the thing he says. I correct him about the desire because that's an emotion, and declare is an action. Uh, so, declare. Know, that's what I want. This, yeah, they they thought this out really well, so you might as well use it. Yeah, oh, I mean, well, I what? Oh, well, I, why not use their own words against them? How how much of a better weapon can you get than shoving it up their right. barracks bag? Okay. Oh, okay. All right. So thank you so much. So let me just quickly recap. Then, so basically, when I, um, I basically just fill out an affidavit, have it notarized, and then I file it with the admin, the records department. Well, you send it to, there's a document I've got that, you know, I just gave that website earlier, Kay. You haven't gotten and seen any of my, you haven't requested a student package and gotten all this stuff, right? No, I Okay, well, you're about to get a drink of water out of them. I am brand new, and and I tell you, I'm I'm a very good rebel, and I like to believe that I'm I'm the modern Robin Hood. Okay, well, you. <laughs> so, I, I will tell I, you this. That's why you mm-hmm. found the sweet spot. Okay. Thank you. Oh well, thank you. All right. You thank God for sending you here. Yes. All right. Now thank God. I'm going to give you this website. There's a mm-hmm. ton of information up there already. Okay. Okay. The Matrix Docs. M a t r i x d o c s dot com. The Matrix Docs dot com. And what you probably would want to do, your friend Will directed you there. Have you heard me give a presentation yet, Kay? No, this is my okay. first time. Oh, Lord of mercy, you're just green as a twig, aren't you? All right, what we need to do is have you go to that website, and then there's several real good interviews there that I think are exceptionally good. I'm a very harsh personal critic here, okay? And there's one with Tom D. and one with Deanna Spingola. And uh, I would suggest you listen to those. Okay, let's okay. get. Let me just preface what I'm going to tell you with this: your freedom is in knowing and having command of this information, not in filing paperwork. It's just like going to yeah. school. You go to school for four years to college and learn all this stuff, and when you graduate, you get a piece of paper that represents all that. Well, that's a very apt metaphor. Okay, because your paper that you're going to send into them only represents what you've learned so you can stand on your position. Your future re-empowerment and your future success is having command of at least understanding the basic concepts and being able to defend your position of this information. And that is going to be the basis of your personal re-empowerment as you go forward. It's not going to happen overnight. It's a process. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just the, the more uh, familiar and the more you make this information yours where it's part of you because it's your new political status, see, the mm-hmm. more successful you're going to be and happy you're going to be with it. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I already feel so good, and I've been praying to God for um, 
wisdom and divine connection and and i found you guys so thank you so much and Uh, thank you to will yes will thank you i want you to know uh Kay, that this is not chopped chicken liver we're dealing here with Uh, the the information that you are about to get confronted with if -hmm. you choose is the product of over more than a hundred years legal research by three men and totally dedicating their lives to this what I've been able to do is to synthesize all that and put it together and hopefully break it down in some kind of simplified manner where people can easily, more easily uptake it because it is very complex the way it's been done. It's very simple when you look at it, but it's very complex if you're trying to dig through and find answers. These guys are really good. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I will definitely look into okay. it and, and I'm sorry I take no 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 there's other new people on here that benefited tremendously from what this conversation you and i just had and that's the beauty of this forum see is we can go back over it and introduce everybody to this information again and i and there's a bunch of people on here that will come on and agree with me you cannot hear these basics you can't hear them enough times Thank you. Okay. I appreciate it. Okay. And then uh, be- before I, um, you know, uh, stop talking, I just wanted to answer someone's question. When I came on, I said Wisconsin was one of the worst states. I just wanted to quickly sh- answer that question. Why it's worse is because um, um, I come from a hedge fund industry, and I'm pretty sure if you guys Google my name, you will see that I'm, I'm very famous today. Um, simply for the fact that Wisconsin is a joke. Um, it is one of the worst state of all because they it, they have the most uh, wannabe puppets in the world. Um, so because Wisconsin is so, all of their politicians are so corrupted, they want to be the biggest puppet. So they're urging for, you know, all this need from the people above. That's why Tom Barrett left. They cheated with the, the election and, so what they did was they took him out into to be the ambassador simply because um, they knew what they did was wrong. So everything that they did wrong, I've exposed all of them. And so now they're trying to come after me and just throw things at me uh, because I know the game they play from okay. the financial industry, from a global standpoint. I can see and I know every chess move that they make and they don't like that. So anyway, um, that's why it's one of the worst things because they're just – all want to be puppets. Well, okay, Kay, no, let me ask you a question. What about this Barrett guy? Who is he? The governor or secretary of state? He, he, or who he's was a he? Milwaukee mayor. So he resigned. Okay. He resigned because he, he got he caught. Resigned. No, he was. He didn't get caught. Uh, the, he didn't get caught because basically he um, is hands-on with all these elite, the Illuminati, all these guys. Of course. And so because he had his hand in a the bowl, they put... Uh, this is their way of taking him out and putting him in a different pedestal um, and giving him more power so he can just basically say, because they rigged the, the election. Of course. So basically they did a lot of garbage, a lot yep. of uh, yep. criminal stuff. Yep. And yep. everybody in the whole politician, I know they're all criminals because I tell you, I'm guilty of supporting both parties, uh, both wings on the same bird because of my status and so basically i know the whole game that they're playing and um so he he rigged everything that happened here 
and for what he did, he they just gave him more power well, by putting him in a different position. Well, they so rewarded people him. wouldn't know. They rewarded yeah. him. They rewarded him. Exactly. There you go. They rewarded him. And so even with Cavalier Johnson, that is the new mayor of Milwaukee, uh, another rig coming right there. Uh, of there course. You know? So, so um, I, I know all their chess games, and they don't like me because of that. So they, sure. they blast me, okay. and I'm one of the most famous person in Wisconsin now. <laughs> so, well, I would suggest wow. as, somebody that, as somebody that's in your very precarious position, would want to get this paperwork started as quickly yes. as possible and insulate yourself from any retribution they would like to take upon you. And this is why I yeah. say that. Any of the things they wanted to charge you, how about if they wanted to charge you with being a white supremacist? Oh, they they're, they uh, they want to charge me for everything. Um, they had uh, the FBI and the IRS come and raid my house a couple of weeks ago. Really? Oh. Yes, because uh, they couldn't find anything wrong, so they just basically they threatened you. Said yeah. that they threatened me, and they said I was money laundering and uh, doing wire fraud. Which, okay. to be honest, I don't even know the definition of those. So I'm just like, well, I don't the, understand what uh, I did the, wrong. The definition what, what is Lee Wanta. Well, the yeah. definition is whatever they want to impute in there and get past one of their crooked courts. You better yeah. put uh, now. The problem is even if you file uh, this paperwork now. It doesn't ex post facto you, okay? Yeah. Now, where it really, in other words, it doesn't apply previously when you were in the old status, mm -hmm. all right? Yeah. But what it would do potentially is call off the dogs with them because now if you've changed statuses, they don't even want you bringing this up. Mm -hmm. okay. And I'm not afraid to tell all of you guys simply because I know how corrupted the system is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I just wanted to share that. I'm sorry, but okay. thank you, John. I'm sorry to interrupt. But yes, no, this no, no, is no. great. And I appreciate the information because okay. I think God has poured down so much wisdom Definitely. from both sides. So I understand that. And then, and I'm excited. I'm willing to, to learn and to, you know, um, get involved with everything okay. that you guys are doing fantastic Kay. Well, we're glad to have you we're really glad you, you found us and i think you're a real uh, big addition to our our family if you will of nationals and uh will you let us know how we can help you uh i, I would personally volunteer if you got my let me give you my email address Okay, so we'll be hooked up, okay? It's Radio Ranch, two words with no space, Radio Ranch at mail M A I L dot com. Radio Ranch no space at mail dot com. And why don't you just put K from Wisconsin in the subject line and we'll be able to be uh connected, okay? Thank you. You spelled right. it K Y Y, right? You spell it K Y Y, so it won't be confused yeah. with the other K. Okay. Correct. Okay. Correct. All right. My, my name is actually K Yang, and I saw somebody put the link of the FBI stuff already in the group. So if you guys like to see how famous <laughs> I am, <laughs> even the even the cops, even the cops, you know, know me. They they're literally the the, the everybody knows me here. <laughs> but anyway, um. My, I actually worked with uh, the one of the COO at Merrill Lynch very closely, and he said to me one day, he said, Kay, the reason why people can't beat you is because you are you have two A's and two Y's in your name, so it's K and then Yay. He says, you are the beginning and the end, and anybody who's going to beat you have better have two A's and two Z's in their name. So... <laughs> The whole entire financial industry knows me like the back of their hand. So I can I can pick up the phone and call, you know, any 
top CEO you want. Okay. But right now, everybody, yes, and everybody is so messed up. I'm gonna give you. You a little don't even want to know them. I'm gonna give you a little insight into how powerful this is. Obviously, you got some expertise in the financial side, right? Do you know? I know how to play their game. Oh well, you're about to you're about to expose their game, okay? But you got to understand it first. In this yes. situation, they've made you an object of their property rights, okay? And that is the collateralization of your future income that's the basis of the entire financial system. There is no money. It's your yes. future labor. And they go in and take your birth certificate, which represents this condition and you, and they attach it to the bonds in the bond market. And when they sell those bonds, the bondholders get a payment back called a coupon payment, right? Your income tax pays that bond payment to the bondholders. What we're touching on and what you're being exposed here is the whole basis of the whole worldwide monetary system. And it's all fraudulent. Thank you. Okay. So they do this for two reasons. One is because as an object of their property rights, they can now make man-made laws and do things like hate crimes and money laundering and all the crap they're trying to hit you with, okay, because you're under their jurisdiction because they got a property right in you. These are all administrative agency regulations. They're not laws, okay? They're they're called little laws or man-made laws, all right? And because you're an object of their property right, they can collateralize your future income and use the IRS to come snatch it from you so they can pay the bondholders who have bought their bonds and gave them currency to run the government at the time, and they pay them off in the future. It's all futures. The same way they control the gold and the silver markets through naked shorts and and suppress the price, you know, in that 30-minute window between when New York closes and Asia opens and they go in and dump a year's supply of, of future silver contracts on the market. Well, there's nobody in the market. There's nobody there, and it drives the price down. When Asia opens, the price is down. That's what they're doing. Okay. Well, they're using the same mechanism here, a little bit differently, but they're running everything on futures. And if you control the future, I guess you control the present, don't you? Yes. Okay. Well, that's what's going on. That's what you've really hit on here today that maybe puts it in your wheelhouse a little bit more and gives you a little more incentive to learn about this if you didn't have enough already. Does anybody have any words for Kay here? They control the past, too, right, as Orwell? Well, they control the past. That's why they do throw everything down the rabbit hole. Yep, exactly right. I would also say to read taxation by misrepresentation. Okay, well, yeah, that's a good one, but let her get the basics down first, Nastasha. There's a, there's a, a, a synopsis of that book. It's my teacher's tax research, Kay. When what they what they've done, I got on that page uh, that I gave you. There's a two hour, uh, basically a two hour presentation on what their findings were, and it's the first time that the book that Nastasha just referenced is the first time that information's been in print in over 250 years, and it's the basis of our tax system. Okay, so you you can only absorb so much of this at one time. And your situation is you're coming to us with somewhat of a sense of urgency because of these pressures and this history that you're under. Okay, I don't know. Is anybody else on the board here had the FBI come raid you? (laughs) 
okay i think k steps to the front of the line okay so you've got that sense of urgency there uh and there's a lot to learn here and a lot to understand obviously you're a pretty smart gal and uh, so we welcome you and we'll certainly help Thank anything you. we can do k i appreciate it okay well that's what we're here for i mean really, sorry to a, disturb the purpose, you guys today. no you're not disturbing anything <laughs> you're the purpose of this program people like you and you are the reason we're here we're not here to get together and shoot the crap for two hours okay we're, we're here to help people and spread information and get people educated and the reason for that is, is as this thing goes down and we get isolated into pockets there's going to be you people in these pockets and in these little communities all over the country maybe even all over the world that have the correct basics of what went wrong how they did this and when it comes time to rebuild you at least have some familiarity with the basic principles that we need to rebuild on because they're solid Okay. Hey, Rob. Hey, Gary. Hey, uh, I want to go back and address Jason's situation, if you can, real quick. Okay. He needs to send in an affidavit claiming that child is his property to the State Department. Then he needs to study the property laws because the, the government assumes that child is theirs. That's correct do what they want to with it now that he's a national he needs to exert his property right he needs to go to the bible and look in there you know here gary here's my concern does he have to and i don't know the answer to this question okay do him and the mother both have to do that or can he do it unilaterally and i don't think he can do it unilaterally legally Yes, I believe he can, Roger. Okay, well, I may be wrong. I'm not saying I'm the authority on this one, okay? But that's why I say he needs to bring the Bible into it, because the Bible gives the rights of the children to the father. Okay. Jason, are you hearing this? Are you still on with it? The other thing, too, I'd have to go back and look at it, because I'm still going through, like, all the legal maxims. I'm pulling them from a few different dictionaries and resources. Right. I do recall a couple of them stating that the condition of the children follow the father. Okay. Well, then I don't have so, any problem with you throwing that at them and anything else in the kitchen sink that you can see if you can find some relief here. When Now, you were saying something about a court appearance. Is that in North Carolina, or you got to go to Minnesota? Well, the challenge is um, under the statutory state-of-state you know, regulations – the state that has jurisdiction is the one where the child has lived the most recent six months of his life. Ooh, okay. Well, you, then you got a time frame you got to work under. Under that, under that set of rules, yes. Um, what, what are they suggesting that you do? File this in state court or go to district court? See, district court and the federal side. Now that you've got a, what do they call it, a, a divergent, where there's two separate states involved in that matter now. That's the kind of thing they that they would say might require it to go into federal court. I'm just guessing. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, have you looked into where you'd file it, state court in North Carolina or federal court? Uh, I, don't under, I don't understand it to be there's two states involved. Well, she's in Minnesota now. But Minnesota doesn't have jurisdiction because he... He's, he's about nine or ten months old now, and until she left, he lived his entire lifetime. Okay. Life. Well, throw it at the state court and see what they say, okay? Okay. 
I mean, here's what will happen if you get – and I don't know about this situation. I, I've never had children, and I haven't been personally involved in this, okay? But I, I do know sometimes when you'll file a case in a state court, they will do something that they call remove it to federal jurisdiction. Are you familiar with that, Jason? No, that's see. That's where I'm lacking. I okay, well, what here? Here's what they do. They say this is a federal matter, and it's not a state court matter. We're going to move your case over to federal district court, and that's what they do. Okay, and I don't know about this instance. I'm just telling you, in certain circumstances, I've seen in the past through my long years of familiarity with this that people try and file something in state court because they want to be in state court, and the feds remove it to federal jurisdiction. Whether that'll happen or not, man, I don't know. Okay. Well, do you know this, Roger? Is there any even state court in existence? Because to my knowledge, anytime you have state of North Carolina, state of Alabama, that's federal jurisdiction. Here's what's happening. Here's what's happening. Those courts, those state courts, the best I've been able to surmise and understand is they're wearing two hats. They've got both of those hats, and they can shift from one jurisdiction to the other. But okay. in, in your state officials and stuff, like the Secretary of State and these officials, they're wearing two hats too, but they're only showing you the one that they're wearing under this scheme. But the reason I say that, in Georgia, in the Georgia State Code, they'll say if this if this doesn't meet these things, it drops through, and you got access to the common law, basically. But my buddy Tom Schramm, who's been fighting this battle up there for so many years, in Georgia has been trying to utilize that for all these years, and he never can get any satisfaction or any remedy out of it. But it says it right in the codes that both of those bodies of law are right there. They can't just do away with them. See, that's why they've gone to this trouble to hide this national the way they have. If they if they had the power to just do away with it, they'd have done away with it a long time ago, hundred years ago. But they can't. See, they've got a veneer over it and hide it. If they did away with it, they'd be cutting their own feet off because that's what they're operating. Um, are you familiar with a guy up there named John Ainsworth? I've heard the name. But Ainsworth has, has set up North Carolina State. You being up there, you may want to check into this. I've spoken with John a time or two years ago, and I know he's had success with this for a long time, okay? And so here's what his premise was. And a lot of people tried this years ago, and he's the only one I know of that's been successful and consistent at it for a length of time. And so as, as opposed to the state of North Carolina, he established North Carolina State, exactly what you're talking about and he's the secretary of state they elect their own state officials and they've got when i talked to him about 10 years ago i said john how many people have you got how long you been doing this eight years how many people do you have about 50 i said you don't have the time okay and back then he didn't agree oh the 14th amendment wasn't legally ratified well it's my understanding he's changed his tune on that now okay but that's something you ought to look into and see if you can contact john Okay, I'm not saying he can help you, but it's somebody you might want to plug into up there that's got this old state system established and working. Okay. Well, that would be a that might be a place where you can convene a grand jury. Well, you may can at least get in in touch with people that are on the same wavelength in an organized uh, uh, organization there that represents the old f- formation of the state. You may can get some answers, uh, uh, and if not, you, I know you'll find some nice folks there. Uh, I think I'm not even sure where John is. I think he's in Charlotte, but I'm not sure. 
Uh, and I've got his phone number, but I'd have to dig it up, and you'd have to, uh, Jason, you'd have to resend me an email. It's Jason from North Carolina, and I can maybe give you John's phone number, okay? All right, I'll do that. Thanks for the info. Okay. He's a nice guy, John is, okay? And there's other people. That's just what Anna's trying to do on a national level, okay? Yep. But she has some misinformation. And she but she's got, I, I have no idea. I'm not going to spend the time chasing her crap. I've heard, you know, the mothership and I'm in connection with the Pope and, 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 and giving out bad information. I just don't take anything she says uh, uh, literally, okay, really. And I'm sorry all these people start keep sending me these emails. I've been studying under David Strait. I've been studying it under Anna Von Wright's and her assemblies. I go, well, best I can tell you is I'm sorry, you know. Here, here's some straight information you can understand. Because the guy's going, well, I just read Anna's book, and it's really confusing to me. <laughs> now, all of these people that have been responding from this Sarah Westall thing to me, virtually, not all of them, but all of them say, Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for making this so easy to understand. A bunch of them have told me that, okay? And it is easy. They had two Jim Crow laws. There's white and black. They set up a system where they tricked you into volunteering to be Jim Crow. That's how damn complicated it is, okay? Well, Roger, I mean, I'm not going to make any accusations, but the other thing that's important to always be vigilant of is false flag operations. Oh, absolutely. I had another guy. Get, get this. I get this guy write me off all this. He says, you're really a secret Freemason, aren't you? What is it, Scottish Rite or this out of you? You know, I mean, back when I was given this information on the tax side at our at our CCG group in Atlanta, there were people going, oh, he's an FBI informant. Why are there people like that in our stupid ranks? Okay? And I wrote this guy back and said, first thing, response, I said, there's one in every crowd in there. And he writes me back, that's a curious response. And he launched it, and I wrote back and I said, you're an effing idiot. And so he wrote me something back. I'm not going to correspond to him. Uh, you know, it's the old thing I heard from Pastor Peter years ago. He said, never wrestle with a pig. All you can do is get dirty, and the pig likes it. Hey, Roger. Yeah. Hey, Bob. You know, a little bit different flavor here. I was reading through a Jonathan Turley piece off of uh, Citizen Free Press labeled no justice no justices did not commit perjury in their contramission hearings when asked about roe you know all these blithering democrats are oh they misled us they lied to us blah 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 the fact that she never even aborted the fact that she never even aborted the child isn't a lie at all though is it oh they don't care about that that's history anyway yeah the point i'm getting to is that this piece, this article with that label on CFP actually brings up Plessy v. Ferguson. Oh, really? It's really nothing to do with the context we think of it in, but he's talking about the idea of stare decisis and uh, the idea that, you know, these rulings are sacred, even though there's like 270 different Supreme Court rulings that have been reversed over time. You know, we worship at this monument of permanence. Well, that's just crap. But it sounds good. And he's bringing that forward, and after he makes a comment, or he quotes uh, Alito, 
uh, in this 98-page deal, Turley says, then again, says nothing, or that again says nothing. Indeed, it was decided in 73, and that is a long time ago. Plessy v. Ferguson was on the books for 58 years before it was overturned in 1958. It was supported by stare 50, decisis, 54. but it didn't matter. 54. Yeah, well, regardless. Close enough. He never pledged to reserve Roe. He just said that, you know, it, yeah, it's, it's settled law, but that doesn't mean it can't change. <laughs> anyway, I thought it was interesting because no. we commented on this forum often that Plessy v. Ferguson is so pivotal, but yet so little cited, and here it comes up, but it's absolutely in a totally different context. <laughs> right. Well, you know, maybe we ought to ask Brent tomorrow to go back over that story on his familiarity with that judge that wrote the RV raid uh, uh, opinion and the story yeah. that he's told yeah. us, because it's very, very insightful, okay? Well, uh, it is, yeah. And they, I here, had forgotten it until you brought it up yesterday. For the newer people, uh, Brent had a friend in, in, in law school, and the justice that wrote R.V. Wade and his wife were going around the country doing seminars, and they went to two appearances, and they would take questions. And in the last appearance, when he went to ask the question, uh, the judge's wife came and answered it for the judge. Uh, R.V. Wade, and this is shocking to me, really, when Brent told us, R.V. Wade is like 250-something pages long the decision okay and it's the only decision in the history of the supreme court where not one single previous case is cited not one okay and stunning yeah it is that's that's a stunning (laughs) statement okay because that's you if you've gone and read through cases they're always referring back to like bob said stare decisis which means the issue's already been decided Okay, that's the Latin for that. And so they're going back to these previous cases because that is common law. Common law is a compilation of the decisions that have led up to where you are now and the wisdom that has been imparted in those decisions. And you go back and take advantage of that. Okay, and so that's what they're saying. There isn't any of those, not one in the entire decision. And also, here's the way they're basing. And you'll never hear anybody say this. The whole abortion thing is based on the 14th Amendment because a child's not a quote-unquote person until they're born or naturalized here in this instance born and so until you come out of mama's uh, birth canal you don't have any rights because you're not born yet there's no protections for you and they can murder you in the womb that's the whole theory the thing's based on you'll never hear them say that which pretty much which pretty much proves it's an inferior position compared to natural law i mean these damn murders man i mean they're just just bloodthirsty murders that's all they are well that's not all they are they're a bunch of other things too but that's certainly at the heart of it um so anyway well thank you bob anybody got anything they want to bring forward any of the newer folks that want to ask a question or something we'd love to meet you and talk with you i gotta mute out it's gonna get noisy okay mr bob thank you always nice to have you on board Hey, good morning, Roger. Yes, it's Billy Goat. This is Billy Goat. Hey, man. Um, I'm not a new person anymore, I think, at this point. So Okay, but that's okay. I'm, well, you've always I'm got in something the, interesting uh, to add, so that's okay. I'm in the middle-aged club at this point. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if you want to talk about it today, but I just had a, a question that maybe a, a day to be devoted to it or not, but I'm curious on how the national status affects if somebody wants to live in another country such as yourself it doesn't affect it at all they don't know any difference well not that they would know but does does a man or woman need to apply for residency 
in other countries. They want you to apply. Well, see, that led me to come to the conclusion that resident is the key pivot word in this whole new world order scheme, Billy, because every country wants you to be one. Now, why is that? Okay, that's that, exactly what I'm asking. Right, well, I, can, I can answer real quick, real easily for you. When your residency means, which system of laws are you under? Right. I right? believe so. Well, right? yeah, if they ask you you're a resident <laughs> up there. What they're asking you is, you are you under the laws, the federal laws of Washington D.C.? Are you a federal citizen? That's what they're asking you. Okay, they just don't phrase it like that. Well, all these countries want you to be a resident. They'll give you 90 days. Generally, there's a little bit. Who's got the radio on? There's a little bit of echo in the background. Is that on your end, Billy? Um. So all right, let's see. All right, let's see if it's. Yeah, it's got. You got to turn the radio down. Okay, thank you. Um, All the countries want you to be a resident. They'll give you when you enter, and it depends on the country. Now, okay, some of them want you to have a visa before you come, and it used to be that way with Brazil, Chile, and Argentina. And the reason for that is because the U.S. started making them pay and get a visa to come to the U.S. And the problem was, for instance, in Argentina, if you wanted to get a visa to travel to the U.S., you can't do it over the phone. you got to do it in person, which means you got to go to Buenos Aires, wherever you are in the friggin' country. you got to go down there. They don't make appointments, so you just got to pick a day, go down, and stand in line. And when they get up there, you got to pay them the 130 or $40 or whatever it was for the visa. And then they evaluate you. And if they turn you down, they don't give you a refund. And you've spent all that money to travel all that way, spend food, everything else. And they tell you, no, for whatever reason, they keep your money. And so those countries started making Americans basically do a reciprocal type agreement. Okay, and pay money ahead of time and get this little visa for 10 years and all this other crap. All right. But most countries don't do that. They've dropped that now, by the way, Um, my understanding. If it's funny, if you flew, let's say that you flew to Chile. Okay, as long as you're in the airport where you transfer to another plane, you don't have to pay it. But if you stepped outside to smoke a cigarette, you had to go pay one hundred fifty dollars to get back in. Okay, so because you were actually outside of the international area and in Chile. Okay, so a little crap like that you had to put up with. But normally, most countries, when you fly in, you don't have to have a visa. You go go through immigration at the airport. They get your passport. They run it through their little machine, and then they stamp you with a 90-day tourist visa. So you got 90 days inside the country. In Ecuador, it's 90 days a year. You know, you can spend 45 on one trip and 45 in another. We had a guy that's – he's sweet on a – yeah, actually, he's a guy from my hometown, from Panama City Beach, uh, interestingly enough, that shows up in our little group down here, right? And so he's got an Ecuadorian gal that he's sweet on that was up there, and they met. She was at a convention at Panama City Beach, and they met in a bar. And so they fall in love. Well, he's coming down here, and he's spent a bunch of time down here. Uh, and so he had misinterpreted that 90-day per year, and he was just here up through valentine's day he goes home and he's just can't stand he's got to be down here with her and he comes back well hell they get him at the airport and throw him in jail 
we all the lawyers are getting calls at 11 30 at night hey man i'm at the airport and they throw me in jail because i came back and i overstayed my visa well he didn't know how they were applying it on a calendar year or on a you know and so anyway you can get into situations like that generally these countries will give you 90 days and then uh, if you stay here longer like i have an overstayed mine now um they want you to be a resident now why do they want you to be a resident so their laws apply to you if not you're a tourista and they got no jurisdiction that's why so the key word in the new world order scheme is resonant because that tells them you're under their system of law and virtually every country in the world wants you to be one well, that's right and most of them have or are greatly increasing their financial investment requirements to be with well, our ours just did uh, ecuador just, we used to could get in on uh, the usual threshold for retirement uh, uh, to visa is 800 bucks if you got some kind of a pension with 800 dollars uh then then you're in that's just a monthly okay yeah monthly well ecuador just raised that to 1275 or something uh, and well, the other and countries have been talking about doing it uh, for years. Right, uh, Pan- Panama was re- requiring, I think it was ten thousand, and then they raised it to two hundred thousand. So no, now, 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 hold on. Is that an? That's not pension. That's investment. Correct. Investment. Okay. Yeah. And what they want to do, I, I for instance, the- here's here's right. another way that uh, our buddy Scott uh, uh, down on the coast could joins us sometimes here. Um, he went through this. He was under. 65 he wasn't getting social security yet so he there's other ways you can qualify for residency and one of the other ways that they've just raised it here too from 25 to 40,000 so you can come down with that amount of money and stick it in one of their financial institutions and now they'll let the, you now you can give you get a visa okay well what happened to scott was he did that with 25 grand he had it in one of their banks down they got these like uh, credit union this one called jep that's paying eight and a half percent interest eight and a half percent interest in this world there's 13 trillion dollars worth of european bonds that are paying negative interest rates for god's sakes and i keep telling these people how are they paying that rate well i don't know they're but they're paying how are they paying it you know i'd be very skeptical if i had a huge chunk of money in some places paying eight and a half percent well if they're paying that kind of a percent why isn't everybody in the world coming down here and putting their funds in there well, that's part so, of it, but also the inflationary rate of uh, country. Well, well this is different. Well, this is different because we're using the dollar here in Ecuador, and they don't have inflation here. You guys have got it rampant up there. And I think it's going to actually work in our advantage. Anyway, what I was going to say about Scott was he turned uh, age to get Social Security, and he's got that 25K sitting in a bank. And so he was telling me he was on Social Security. Now I said, well, have you checked and see if you could qualify for your visa under your pension? And you can take the money out of the bank and go stick it in Hyperverse or something, you know? Well, he's moving on that, okay? And that's what he's doing. I don't know if he's got it yet or not. But uh, that's just uh, one okay. situation well, that uh, happened actually here lately, okay, here in Ecuador. Well, I'm studying, uh, researching on the requirements for the different countries, and they're getting – tougher and tougher yeah they're all they're uh, all tightening up right. there because they don't want a bunch of riffraff down here they're trying to get, get people that are more affluent that's right and so my question is not so much uh, the monetary or or things like that because you know you know like uh, guys doing that um 
Oh, what's his name? Sovereign Man, I think his name is. Oh, he's yeah, yeah. He's over in, yeah, he's uh, uh, Simon Black. He's over in Chile. That's right. He's what? He's over in Chile. Yeah, I guess they move around. But anyway, so I've got the various little subscriptions and I'm researching all that. I guess my question is in regards to the concept of is it uh, so when somebody's a national, is it, but they want to live in other countries, Doesn't make not any just difference. travel temporarily. They is don't it know any difference. Is their advantage to gain uh, these residences? They don't, in they other don't, it doesn't make any difference. You're, just, you're not a resident of the U.S. anymore. No, right, there's no, the, they're not, the other Billy, country. they're not even aware of this, man. They don't know right. there's and, a difference. Right. And so these countries, though, so I say I'm physically in a country, and then they say, well, where's your paperwork to stay here? It's good well, you, to have that resident well, paperwork got, and say, oh, here's my paperwork. Well, you know, I have never heard of them stopping somebody that's in a country illegally and kicking them out. Now, they may arrest you for something you've done and extradite you, okay? Or they may cooperate with the states if they're coming down here and trying to extradite you on something. If you don't have a residency or what you've done is egregious. We've had several instances of that. But, uh, you know, listen, I was in Argentina. I've been illegal almost the whole time I've been down here, 13 and a half years, okay, with rare exceptions in both countries. Uh, and I got in that terrible accident down there in Argentina. There were fatalities. It was very, very serious. I, I, was, I was illegal there. It never even came up. It never even came up. Well, so why are all these people then spending tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars, even millions of dollars, to basically buy these residences? Well, because they think because they they think that's the they're following the rules. They're rules oriented, and they uh, think it's going to make a big difference. I, it does in certain circumstances. In other words, I don't have a current that their ID card's a cedula here. Okay, that's what they call it. Well, I don't have a current one. Mine expired. I had two years of res a temporary residency here, and it expired. Okay. And so, and I didn't catch it until six months later. And I got and hired an attorney. I was with an attorney who's married to an American who's a, a retired State Department guy, actually. She's a nice, good attorney. He's a nice guy, okay? And so, uh, Gabby's her name. And Gabby and I uh, uh, were, were going down the immigration, new immigration building is all the way in South Quito. It's about a 45-minute drive. I meet her one morning, diss a show, put on a replay to go with her and go down here and talk to some bureaucrat went all the way down there got in front of a bureaucrat for 30 seconds and this is what he said he said look i don't have any problem making him a permanent resident but he's here illegally you've overstayed your visa so you're illegal and i can't make somebody who's illegal legal which i totally understand okay and he goes go out of the country and come back and then we'll do it well that's the day they closed the whole damn country for covid i couldn't get out of the country So you had to go out of the country to complete the process to come well, I had, back. Well, I had to go. No, I had to go out of the country to reset the process so I could complete. It's probably more accurate. Uh, without the stigma of the title of illegal attached. Cor to it. Correct. Well, I understand what you're saying. You're here illegal. I can't make you illegal. Okay, and I understand that. All right, but I couldn't get out of the country because that's the day they closed the borders, and then so then I got into a dilemma of am I going to move back to the states? And does my mom need me there? Does she want me there? No, 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 and no, and so I'm going to stay here. Okay, 
Uh, but I went through a number of months of that. Now, as they raised the the threshold, I go back to Gabby. I go, can we go back and revisit this, extending my temporary to a permanent one? And they're going, no, you need to start the whole process again. So I'm going, well, hell, I'm not, I got no you know they don't stop you on the street there are your papers uh you know it's not like that but there are certain things i can't do if i was to want to fly down to the coast which i don't want to do i couldn't get on a plane and book a plane ticket and go to the coast because i don't have a current schedule i mean i might could figure a way to do it but but anyway there's certain minor restrictions if you're not a resident uh i couldn't go <coughs> if i rented an apartment that was unfurnished and they wanted me to hook up all the utilities and stuff i couldn't go to the utility companies and hook those up because i'm not a current resident why do they want you to be a current resident because if you screw them they can't go use the country's laws against you if you're not that's why it, it i've been uh doing a little research on the concept of stateless for the very small sliver of people that don't fall into any category right they're they're not a under the laws of any uh jurisdiction i don't know and i don't know if anybody I, I don't know like if that, that it doesn't seem like a good thing to be i don't think i don't know like, of anybody you want how can you be stateless i don't know that's what i'm researching so well i don't think you can be stateless if you're going to travel around you got to have a passport you can't get a passport without attaching it to a state our country well right these are people who don't have passports from anywhere and then they say how can i get a passport if i'm not a resident of wherever and they well it's state but not being a resident doesn't mean you're stateless uh, okay uh, i don't understand you can be a citizen where well, you can be a citizen of a country and not be a resident i'm a i'm a i'm a national of the united states a citizen of the united states of america and i'm not a resident up there So does okay. It just seems like rules will be getting tougher and tougher, things more strict, and I would hate to be traveling around in different countries without there, I, I don't know. Being, uh, there's no there, there I don't believe there's any recognition of the two separate statuses in the world. I mean, you know, look, how much trouble we have explaining this to our people. You think foreign governments know about this? That's exactly why I'm asking about that. I don't think so. Yeah, it's it's tough enough to uh, talk to the cop on the side of the road. Try talking to the cop in a different country in a right. different language. It, it, well, it, you know my point exactly. Okay, but oh, well, all you have to do in another part of the world like that, Billy, and I'm going to tell you this from experience: you get pulled over in Argentina, all you got to do is you, you can approach it two ways. You can use one simple word, turista. Or you can say, hey, do you speak English? And they're going to let you go. They're going to let you go? They're going to let you go because you're a tourist. You're not a resident. Their laws don't apply to you. Ah. (laughs) I thought the one word was going to be bribe. (laughs) Well, you can do that too, you know. That's that's what I hear flies in a lot of areas. But see, that's what the term resident is. They're really asking you who which set of laws apply to you right and so in in my wondering what to actually do now and how to apply that is you know looking at countries and they say okay this country wants 30,000 this country wants 200,000 that's, 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 that's for residency that's for that's for that's for residency 
Correct. That's yeah. exactly what right. the nature of my question is. And in your opinion, you're saying those are not worthwhile unless there's some critical need to fly to the coast or buy. Well, I'm just something. saying that there's ways to get around that. If you want to live in a country, you'll be illegal. But to my knowledge, I don't know of any countries that stop you and go where your papers were extraditing you. You're here illegally. I don't know of any countries that do that. I would assume they're usually more than happy just to have you they, spend your money. There. They That's want sure. you bringing dollars into their country and spending them. Just business. Kind of. Pardon me, who's, who's that? It's Jason. Oh, hey, Jason. On Tuesday, uh, I think it was Linda from Idaho. Lynn, 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 Lynn. Okay, Lynn from Idaho shared with us Kurt R. Kallenbach's work, yeah. and, she, um, and a, um, a phone number and an access code was given to recording. I don't know. I was from Dave and the Thumb. I don't know anything about I don't even know who that guy is or anything he's teaching. Well, uh, are we changing the, the topic here? Because then I'll yield. No, 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 no. I'm, okay. I'm speaking to your topic, Billy Goat. Got it. I got on Tuesday evening, somewhere around 7 or 8, and I was on my edge of my seat because I, I already had compiled some of this, but I hadn't put it together the way he was talking about. And I listened to that three-hour recording two and a half times up until 3 o'clock in the morning. Yikes. And what he's talking about is our life began at conception and Correct. The date of birth. Correct. And he cited, it's very, he went into um, names. Hey, can I interject? Uh, is, please, this is Lynn. Hey, Lynn. I have, to, I have to get this through to you, okay? You said conception. Make sure, because Kurt really pushes this um, information. It is fertilization. Conception is when... Okay, uh, fertilization is when the zygote is formed when the sperm hits the ovum. That's fertilization. That's when your beginning began. So you want to state that on your and, documents if you and, go his route. Conception is when it implants on the uterine wall. Oh, important difference. Okay. okay. Now, Lynn. It's a huge difference. When Lynn and I had our, uh, this, our little consultation, this was brought up. And she told me this originally. I was so impressed with it. I had you say it again the other night. And it yes. just it still is just really incredible to me that when the sperm enters the ovum, there is a yep. spark. There's a literal flash of, flash of light spark, yep. and it can be dim or bright determined by how much zinc is in your system. And that's, that's right. and the you- spark of life, the light when that happens. Yes. And it's interesting that uh, Jeffrey Epstein had an ownership in a zinc company. Yeah, there you go. So anyway, I don't know if you know that. I I think that's a that's a really you know this is one of these little split nitpick hairs things that's so critically important because you know it, it, words it, it really word, words mean things. Yes, they do, and they want you to Nip think that the beginning began. Lynn, I want you to know somebody wrote me an email and they said, "Listen, whether you post that show on Tuesday or not, you ought to go uh-huh. in and edit that conversation with Lynn and put that up." So. You you touch well, some other people, okay? Well, thank you. I, you guys are all touching my lives too, so it's uh, we need to get set for what's ahead of us. Oh, it's good. I we got bad. We got sure. forty miles of bad road right ahead of us. Now, uh, well, Jason, I want you to go further into this because uh, uh, I'm not familiar with this guy and his teachings, but I already like him because of this. What we've covered right here, and he's right. Right now, I'm going to have a conversation. We're going to do a recorded call on Monday. 
And we're going to talk given about why the red, white, and blue flag is the red, white, and blue flag. And it's all to do about physiology. Yeah, it also is just a variation of the East India Trading Company flag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But if you look at, um, you know, our veins and arteries are red and blue. And how much oxygen you bring in exchanges the, you know, to make it, you know, oxygen and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So the white is the middleman. So it's all about your the breath of life I, is God. I thought you were going to get racist on us here. Yeah, right. No, I don't think so. No. <laughs> well, I just, I, I got to tell you, the quality of the people that are coming to the message now, Lynn here with her background, Kay with her background, all this is just really impressive to me. And that that's the level of information we've got to offer. And the quality of the people that are coming forward to grasp it is just really further further proof of that. And I'm, it just tickles me to death. I can't tell you how, how the warm fuzzies it gives me, honestly. Me too. Thank you. And I just wanted to also mention, I, I grew I I came out of the womb in Wisconsin, so I'm Uh-oh. in my mid-50s, and I've always hold high reverence for Wisconsin, but I've seen everything happen, and there were a hard-working class of people in Wisconsin, and we always had a, uh, oh, what was the word I wanted to say, kind of a uh, knowingness all over the country that we were hard workers, and we really cared about the country. Um, so it's sad for me to see this happening in Wisconsin. Uh, my family is still there. I've, not, I've been gone for a, a long time, but... Um, my, my mom keeps saying come back and i'm like no 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 so uh, it was interesting listening to Kay. right now there's something a little wrinkle here on wisconsin that i wanted to inject mm-hmm. i posted two on february 12th and 13th on the archives i posted two audio files that i had that i used to play on the show and one uh-huh. of them is allison weir i think she's on the 13th the sunday mm-hmm. slot and david duke with the history of jewish slavery is in the 12th i'd suggest especially for you new people i know you got a lot to, to uh, on your plate but at some point when you can to go back and avail yourself of both of those interviews they both add a lot of color and flavor to what we're doing and the okay. particular reference to wisconsin is in the allison weir talk and i don't care how mm-hmm. familiar you are with this subject and our enemies you're going to hear a bunch of stuff on that Allison Weir talk that you weren't familiar with okay well and one of them is this one of them is a term of a group called the Parashim have any of you ever heard of the Parashim that don't know what I'm talking about here obviously no never heard of it well the Parashim was a group of these avid Zionists that started uh, in the late 1800s or early 1900s and it literally means separate separate is what Pharisees means too okay so these are high-end pharisees called the parashim that had a secret oath that this that their 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 goal and their uh, little get together was uh, above anything in their lives family god country or anything else and they took some sort of an oath and when they got brandeis as the first jew on the supreme court they used to have meetings in brandeis's office at the supreme court building which is totally against the rules Okay, and one of the main founders was from the University of Wisconsin. Very interesting. Okay, go back and listen to that Allison Weir tape and get a little more specifics, but she covers it in that. Okay, right. And and Kurt and I are going to talk about the passport on Monday too because okay. he's got a lot of information on that. So that okay. will be an interesting call. Okay, great. So, okay, great. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Well, thank you, Lynn. We're glad to have you riding the Erie there and coming forward when your (laughs) name gets called. (laughs) 
<laughs> now let's go right. back to Jason. You were talking, and we we're trying to get to Billy Goat's question on this residency thing. Did we get enough covered with what you wanted to say? No, I need to give you just a little bit more. To okay, well, come, come on, man, give it to us. And I got I got to be very succinct because I'm running late for work. So, Billy, um, the short of it is basically he, he went into a lot of detail of a way that how you present your name is what connects you back to your complete whole life, and that's how you that's how you gain access to the common law. And I don't know his stuff well enough. Well, obviously. instead of how you present your name, how about if we just substitute how you prevent, pre, uh, insert your status? No, it is, he does it by name. Because well, I know it. that, but I don't think that's correct. Okay. Well, it's the it's the this political status that you're assigned to at birth. And no, the name, well, okay, I'm just telling you where I differ from these other people, okay? So, and I understand they don't know what we know, okay? And they're looking for answers, and they go into this things like all caps and all that stuff and try and impute nexuses and remedies there, and that's not where the nexus or the remedy is, in my opinion. It's another, it's another part of the puzzle that is, according to the Lanham Act, that Harry S. Truman well, see, this took place long before Truman. This took place in March the 9th of 33 when they switched the systems. I understand it as they keep evolving it so they can maintain further and further controls the way it's. Okay, well, somebody's in the kitchen there. So I don't know. This is why I don't I don't get into other people's research. I concentrate on mine. I understand it. I know it works. I've got an 11-year track record with the Secretary of State that's unblemished. Okay. Does does Kirk have that? I don't know. I'm new to okay. his material, but okay. Billy's talking. But Billy's talking about being international and stateless, and this might be the answer. <coughs> I can't say for certain. I'm just recommending well, Billy. I don't know. I, I don't know how somebody's stateless. Because if you try and if you try and expatriate from the United States. You know the requirements to do that, Jason? It's not expatriation. No, you can expatriate from the United States. You can trade one slave passport for another country's slave passport. There's thousands of people doing it every year. That's not what I'm arguing with you on. I know that, but I'm using that example. So, anyway, that... I, you know, my, uh, I, I concentrate on what I know and what I know works, and I don't know about any of that other stuff. And I found most people's stuff to be uh, nefarious in, in the legal research patriot movement. Okay. I, I, all I've heard for 30 years is merchant law, admiralty law, social security number, don't have one, and all that crap. And that's all it is is crap. Okay. Hey, Jason, if there's a link I should look into or something drop it in the chat sounds like you're getting ready for work there but i appreciate the concept hey roger uh, i've heard you use the word nexus a lot i think that means like f uh, focal point well or... it's the connection what's the connection what is the relationship that this causes that that's a nexus like a if then pardon me uh, if then like when when this happens if this happens then that happens it's a 
uh, the nexus is you're born your parents were in the condition you were assigned a status at birth because of that position that made you involuntary servitude that you later agreed to every time they ask you that's the nexus you got to undo that's the connection that causes the condition it's not a birth certificate it's not a social security number it's not your name in all caps it's none of that stuff it's that right there being born from parents who are also considered to be in the position and assigning you a political status determined on where you were born the tiara that's the nexus essentially continuing the feudal relationship well yeah setting up and continuing because that's the presumption of law and the fraud that they've got it running to at that point and as tom Schramm said fraud isn't fraud until it's discovered so every time that you answered those questions yes it wasn't fraud because you didn't know it was fraud (laughs) anytime you say something like that i feel like such a chump like oh man i answered those questions (laughs) say that's what i keep going back this is simple stuff it's all this other complexity that muddies the water. That's why I try and get people back to concepts. If you understand the concepts, you're going to do a much easier job of getting your arms around it, working with it, understanding it yourself, and being able to explain it to others. It accomplishes all of that just by dwelling on the concepts instead of all the minutia that they put in there intentionally to confuse you. Bob, what were you going to say? The word connect is derived from nexus it sounds alike because it is alike connect oh, okay nexus. good good thank you back to the lab thank you bob excellent okay welcome and say roger okay there's mark let's make sure we get everything from billy taken care of mark or have you got something to add to this conversation this line that we're on i can yeah, hold I, go ahead okay billy okay. I, I just uh you just reminded me of something i've been thinking of lately too uh we had previously talked about uh, here and then on Sarge's show, how it's it's difficult for people that don't have a lot of uh, money or connections, inheritance, whatever, to get land these days if the prices Phew. keep going up, et cetera, right, for these homesteads and stuff. Or and houses. I was thinking how ironic it would be if landholders oh, – okay, let's say times are getting tougher and then somebody has many acres, you know, hundreds, thousands of acres, whatever. And it, it would just be so ironic if – another quasi-feudal system developed with large landholders who want protection (laughs) from outside and allow a number of homesteaders to come onto their land in exchange for the relationship of offering protection and all that. And and I'm thinking to myself, that's the feudal system. You very very well may have that situation develop in our future. It's not out of the question. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's these communities that would develop. It's just, it, it, I mean, tell me you see the irony in that. Of, no, of no, no, that. no, no. Well, you know, everything's cyclical. Okay. So right. it tells Sorry. me, you know, so, uh, I so know rents and rents and house prices are absolutely through the roof. Okay. I heard a real estate agent on Owen Schroyer yesterday that they got, and she's a pretty sharp gal and her daddy was a colonel in, in the army or something, one of the branches. And she's in real estate down there and she's handling this. She gets a hold. She likes working with buyers. Then she gets a hold of a buyer that are Afghanistan 
They've got relatives in the country. One of the relatives works in the federal government. They come in and find a $400,000 home, which isn't a big, expensive home in the Tampa area, okay, not especially now. And they go through, and at the last minute, it's going to be an all-cash deal, and the funds got delayed, and they had to take uh, put the closing back. You know why, Bob? Because the government was giving them $400,000 to buy the house, and because it was a government money wire, it got delayed, and that's why the closing, and she's trying to check and see why the closing's delayed, and they go, well, this is government money, and the wire hadn't come in yet. They're actually giving these Afghanis $400,000 somehow from the government to go buy a friggin' all-cash house when there's nine other Americans that have got offers in. Where's my wig and makeup? Hey, there you go. Okay, so uh, as she says she made another comment. She said apartments here in Tampa were seventeen hundred last year, and they're thirty five hundred this year. That's what's going up. Okay, that's what's happening with BlackRock and Vanguard going around and buying all these dwellings. Is they're they're setting that scenario up right there. So what you mentioned, Billy Goat, about that type of a situation developing is not out of the question at all, in my opinion. It's now, what I'm seeing is possibly one of the only feasible ways if people aren't going to sell land at well, prices that normal people could buy. Well, if, if anything, we're going to see. You know, it's going. We got a lot of isolation, a lot of confusion, a lot of pain, a lot of misery. I think the Bible calls it gnashing, wailing, and gnashing of teeth. Mark, what did you want to come on with, bud? I'm going to Ecuador. I yield. Well, it's uh, you know, listen, in all honesty, Ecuador's a pretty nice place to be, okay? And I think I made the right decision getting out of Argentina when I did because it is the wrong place to be. Somebody's got their daughter and daughter and boyfriend going to Buenos Aires for 10 days, and they got a friend down there they're going to stay with. Of course, she's telling me this the other day. You know, the exchange rate in Argentina is a good time to go to Argentina, folks. 200 to 1. 200 Hello. to 1. When I got there, it was 3.1 to 1. When I left, it was 16 to 1. Four and a half years ago, it's 200 to 1 now. If you go down there with dollars, you can live like a king. Who was trying to say something? I want to get to Mark in a second. Thank you, Roger. This is, this is Matt. This is Matt. I'll be quick. I'll, I'll oh, hey, Matt. This is Matt in California. In Matt in California, I, right? I, I, yeah, and I have I have a place on the uh, on the coast in Ecuador. And oh, do you? Oh, like okay. It, um, <laughs> You'd yeah. love to get it to them. So to rent it, to <laughs> let, let me know if you want to rent it for you know this is pretty cheap. What so, city? What city anyways, are you in down there? What city are you in down there, Matt? It's it's a Curia just north of Alone, just a mile or two north of Alone. Okay, Alone's supposed to be pretty nice. That's supposed to be pretty nice. I think that's where Scott is. Oh, it's nice. It's beautiful. It's an eight-mile beach, and it's about halfway point, about four miles to the south and four miles to the north. It's just all beach, flat. Okay. Be kind of a beginner surfer, beautiful beach. Okay, cool. So, you get down there very often. It's. I got there in 2020, February of 2020, and because of the COVID BS, I haven't been back. But I'm thinking I'm going to go here in the next several months. I will definitely. Uh, cool try to contact well, you if, if you do there if you're available well matt if you do you got you got to fly through quito and i don't unless you're flying into guayaquil i guess well uh, i usually fly into i usually just fly into guayaquil okay okay and then drive up well if you you you, right. you got to go through if you spend any time in quito let me know and uh if you can work it I around a tuesday sure. uh come and have lunch with us because we get together for lunch every tuesday we got a real nice bed and breakfast for you that's real cheap 20 bucks a night 
I love to, I'd love to meet you and personally thank you for what you're doing. Right you know, here. I had a guy thank when the you, book first came out, one of the sharpest, I've had a couple of these really young, sharp, sharp guys, you know, and this guy's Canadian contacts me and he had spent his summer vacation at the Von Mises summer two week Austrian economics forum at 22. Okay. Well, he's half Swiss and half Canadian, so he's got both passports, and he's a horse trainer, and he got a job uh, at some finca in Argentina training some guy's horses. And so he contacts me, and he said, I won't buy your book until I shake your hand. And he insisted on stopping in Argentina and spend a couple of days with me before he'd buy the book. That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool, really. Sharp kid, man. Yeah. I say, no, kid, you're, you're, he's about 22 years old. You know, I'm an old man. Like, so. It's awesome what you're doing, Roger. So I appreciate it. And so Thank does, you. does everyone else here, I'm sure. Thank well, you. Yeah, the, so, the rewards that I get from, from you folks with these stories and, and being able to help you and help you get some, some, some sanity in your life and maybe some freedom if you choose. I mean, I can't tell you the, the warm fuzzies that it gives me back. You can't buy money. Can't buy those feelings. Yeah. Who, Say Roger. Yeah, Mark. Mark the Spark here. So uh, uh, what I appreciate about you, Roger, is clarity of perception. Uh, all this quagmire, all these, uh, there's a lot of details in this that could easily, easily discombobulate any of us. And we got to stay clear of that. We got to go back to clarity, clarity, clarity. I always try and focus and bring everybody back to the important issues because those are the critical issues. The rest of that crap is fluff. So, so something I've learned just a few minutes ago, and I've been, I've, I've had you guys on, but I've been busy with other things, so I'm just tapping in now. But when, when she told us about, uh, it's not just what we think of ourselves, it's what we zinc of ourselves. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> very good, Mark. So, hey, isn't uh, that an amazing little fact? I never heard it's that. It's incredible. Before. Incredible. Yeah. And, and by the way, a lot of people are zinc, zinc deficient, and that may include mothers, too. I mean, I Very don't know. Well but could. anyway, uh, I, I want to bring forth that, uh, that uh, the, the highest form of expression to me uh, on this planet is art. Uh, whatever form it is, you know, we have artists that are painters and sculptors, and we have musicians, and we have... Uh, engineers and architects and all this it's incredible and then we have of course we have god who creates magnificent uh you know uh, nature like like what you've shared with us about alaska and i've never been to alaska but i have been in the northwest the northwest mount rainier and all of that is absolutely beautiful and then uh and then it brings me to uh, and there was a competition with me was it was uh the smoky mountains okay and then and the lesser until you've you've actually been to the Shenandoah Valley. Oh, I would love the, to go. John, John Denver's song really, really, really makes sense when you see the Shenandoah River. Right. I mean, it's incredible. Right. So, but to me, Roger, and here we are on the cusp for this coming up. The highest expression of art, to me, is watching a mother nurture her young. That has, to me, and that could be a, that could be a, a, a woman nurturing her child, but even in nature, watching a mother nurture her little one, that's 
to me, that's the highest expression of God to me. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. It's incredible. I had a friend, a friend couple. I'm still friends with him. They got divorced a long time ago, but we were very close in Atlanta and they had their first child and and Julie was his wife's name and she's very, very sharp lady. Okay. And so I went to the hospital to visit them after the birth. And I remember talking to her and, and something she said has stuck with me my whole life. Okay, she says, until you have a child, you'll never know what love is. I'd I'd, I'd agree with that one hundred percent. And I, I've never had a child myself, but I, I I and if you can't if you can't love the child, if you're not prepared to love the child when when it comes comes in, then then. I stood aside that because I wasn't in a space where I even could love myself to love a child. So I'm not going to put that burden on a child at all. We right. we have enough child. We have enough fatherless children in this on this planet. Oh man! And 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 I want to I want to go a little step further because we're on the cusp now. You know, tomorrow is my Sabbath with this group. But whether I attracted that or whatever, it's okay. I take a break on Fridays. Okay. So so I I want to. I want to uh, acknowledge that daring, caring, nurturing woman who brought you forth into this life. Oh, my and, mom. And, and what, yeah. What's her name? Dorothy. A very Dorothy. popular name so, when she was born because of the of uh, the Wizard of Oz. Wow, the Wizard of Oz, and there, and she brings you forth. So I want I want to acknowledge Dorothy. And, uh, and my uh, father, because my I, father told her I'd never amount to anything. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> so I, w- I want to acknowledge your mother, <laughs> Roger, and and please do give her a hug if you can, or I give her a hug at a distance. I, I, I'm, I'm sending I, I, because, uh, and she was born in '32. Is that right? Somewhere back she was in 94? there. Yeah, she's '94. Yeah. That'd be about right. She's a very special lady. I can tell you that. And so still, anyway, I appreciate that, Mark. Please, I'll please, pass that please, along. Please, I'll, call, please call her and tell her that uh, we appreciate I'd her need. because she brought you here, <laughs> and you're you're a you're a daring inquirer, and you kept on keeping on, and you didn't quit, and you got down to the simplest that you could find because you know, and that that probably I don't know if that blew your mind how simple this really is, but it, it's covered it, up by all kinds it, of quagmire. I understand that they you know what they're doing here, but it has amazed me when I've come to fully understand it how simply you can go back and explain it you remember the jim crow laws yeah well they've set up a system where they've got you to agree to be jim crow i mean it takes less than 30 seconds yeah it's, it, it, but i just i just appreciate this and this group there's something about this group uh, because uh we are nonconformists. okay i'm gonna acknowledge it many of us if not most of us are nonconformists. we yeah. don't live inside a box and we don't want to live we're, inside a box. most of us were probably considered to be the black sheep of our family is my guess some of us are downright contrarians <laughs> and you're one of them <laughs> no i'm not both and you too <laughs> you resemble that remark don't you brent Sure do. <laughs> Just the hey, man. Just the man trying to keep us down. Yeah, Alan. Come on. There are 61 people on the board today, though. Yeah. Over 60. That's a record. That's a record. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Congratulations to the new folks. 
Glad to have you. Was go ahead. Tuesday or Wednesday, I think you had a guy on from Lawrenceville, Lilburn, Tennessee. From uh, so, oh Lord, yeah, uh, yeah, somewhere right outside of Atlanta. Yeah, I was trying to find out who that was, uh, but that's still kind of away from where was, I am over to him. Yeah, yeah, it is. Was it Lilburn? Lilburn. That's what I couldn't remember. The Lilburn or Loganville or Lawrenceville, all that's over there. One, one of those place. on one of those on I twenty towards Disgusta. Yeah. I'm not sure, though. They're all kind of out that way. Lawrenceville, Lilburn, Loganville, all okay. that over that way. Well, uh, Yeah, that was me. Oh, there he is. Well, which one was it? We're guessing on your city. Which one? Was it Lilburn? Loganville. Loganville. That's right. Loganville. Where's Loganville? That's what they always say. <laughs> <laughs> They're Coving- Covington. Yeah, no, I know. No, I'm, on the, I'm on the other side of Atlanta. I'm over on the west side. He's up around Dallas. Yeah, up around Dallas. All right, we have to hook up then. Alan, have you, is there any Patriot groups going on in Atlanta anymore? I mean, ours is disbanded, but I don't know if y'all have found anything, any people get together there on any kind of regular basis. None, none that I have yeah. heard of or am aware of. Yeah, that, me that don't mean enough. Yeah. Well, these days, that's for sure. Anyway, it's too bad. I wish I could plug you into some place, but there's just nothing I know of in, in the old city I lived in for so many years. Uh, we're here towards yeah. the end of the show. Alan, do you have anything else you wanted to add there to, with our our fellow Georgian? You can shoot him my email or something if he wants to try and get in touch with me. Okay, well, shoot me an email first because I've been getting hundreds of them and I can't differentiate them. Who, who's ever in Loganville, shoot me an email at the radio ranch at mail.com and just say Loganville, Georgia, and I'll put you in touch with Alan. You two can communicate. Thank you. You're very welcome. Okay, right at the end of the show, anybody else got anything of any import that we hey, need to Roger. cover? Yes. Hey, this is Presley. Hey, Presley. We hadn't heard from you in a while. Yeah, I, I mean, I got so many questions in previously. I haven't had many more to ask. Okay, good. Well, I don't know if you asked one now if we got time to answer it, but you can try. How you doing? How you doing with well, all this? I'm good. I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing pretty uh, good. I sent my passport I'm doing damn good since we got that website up last night where I can just direct people there. TheMatrixDocs.com. TheMatrixDocs.com. And we'll be polishing it, but I think... That's pretty much the basics of what are going to be up there right now that Paul's done. Yeah, well, I've got – I think that website's great, but I've got one really um, quick question okay. because I'm not really sure what to think about this. All right. And th- so in regards to the whole um, traveling private thing, I'm sure you've seen some of those um, some of those license plates people make, the private plates. I have. But all of them. All of them are in all caps. All of them are in all caps letters. Does that? I don't, does think, that, I don't think that may. I don't think the all caps thing makes any difference either. So, okay, all right. I have more mate patriot mythology to me. And is it is it fine to um is it fine to give an officer your passport card even if your car still has their plates on it? Try it and see. Okay. Okay. All right, I'll do that. Uh, you know, I doubt that they're going to come back and 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 get real exact and hold your feet to the fire. I'd say give them the card and see, and uh, uh, just do the best you can as however that situation comes down. Okay. Technically, you're driving their property, and you should have their license. I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
but I, the cops don't know that kind of intricate stuff, I don't think. Yeah, I wouldn't so, imagine they would. So the best thing, if you could do, of course, the people that don't know, Presley's one of our youngest members here. You're just 18, aren't you? Yeah, just turned 18. Just turned 18, okay. So obviously you don't have piles of money to go buy you a used car where you can get a bill of sale. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And you're driving a car that's got uh, probably got uh, still financed. Yeah. If it's financed, it's got to have a tag. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my suggestion is hand him the card and see how it reacts. All right, I'll do that. Thank you. And, you know, go back and learn this stuff. Well, yeah, it's your car, but I'm not in commerce. I'm traveling here. I'm a private individual. You don't see any goods I'm taking down the street to Jose, you know. So that would be a track to maybe uh, fall back on. The difference between commercial driving and personal traveling. Yeah. Because you could so be in a car. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I doubt it. Seriously. So this is another important reason you want to put the DA on notice once you've got your affidavit filed. So now the onus goes back to him. Even if they write you a ticket, when it gets to the DA, he's the guy that dockets these things on a court docket. Now it's his decision whether to go over and exceed his responsibility because you've already put him on notice that those laws don't apply to you or not. So you just shifted mm -hmm. it down the line. Okay. You you understand that Presley? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, I'll, I'll definitely be putting them on notice. Okay, fantastic. Well, you, that's why that back part of this weaponizing your position is so important. Because unless you put them on notice, they got no no reason to understand all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. There's our whistler. That means we're out of time for today. I wanted to thank Kay for being new and the other people that are new that we didn't get a chance to meet. And happy to have you along. Tomorrow we have Brent Winters with us, our attorney buddy. And uh, we talk about different stuff. So don't know what it'll be tomorrow, but Brent will be with us. i get that whistler turned down a little bit. And Jim Ram is next. And uh, I'll bet you he's right there ready to take the baton, aren't you, Jimbo? I certainly am. See there how he's right on cue, man. I feel like you're my Ed McMahon. Okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> so we'll so so go go get some alpo for all the i loved it when you said no animals come on my property without getting the name i just about fell out yesterday on that conversation so i appreciated it okay jim ram is here we're about to get knocked off the server we'll be back tomorrow happy you new folks are there go check out the new website thematrixdocs.com and see if there isn't some things on there that may not have even had access to because paul's got some interesting stuff and he's got gary and gina's powerpoint presentation up there so you can go avail yourself of that and what gina did was take that document how to escape the matrix and made a powerpoint out of it gary thank gina again for us would you please and to you too for all the hard work you're doing out there in flathead county montana uh so uh i guess we're about to get knocked off here in just a second jimbo i'm gonna let Thanks, you uh, we just got knocked off you're very welcome you guys and i'll see you tomorrow and i'm gonna